Hi everybody, my name is Ashley. And I'm Mark. And we work at the Free Spirit Collective, which is a integrative psychology and wellbeing centre here in Dubai. And this is our podcast, Say It Out Loud. And all we're trying to do is break down the basics and help dispel some myths around mental health and wellbeing. And it's really short because we know that life's busy and who wants to listen for a, a podcast for an hour and we're going to condense it down for you in 10 minutes. <laughs> so here we are again, Say It Out Loud podcast, episode two. And today we're talking about this word that so many people have heard and like it'll be so relevant to so many. So Mark, what on earth is anxiety? <laughs> It's, as you say, it's amazing. It's, it's, I love the fact that we're talking so much more about mental health these days. And I think almost that celebrity culture has helped in that way. Um, in the, it was the only, I think it was kind of the only way it was ever going to change is by sort of prominent figures talking about mental health and normalising it in that way mm-hmm. to, to talk about it. But I wonder almost, or sometimes I reflect, I'm like, have we gone too far? <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. Because people use these quite powerful terms. They say, I'm depressed. They say, I'm anxious. I hear a lot, particularly with, with young people, they say, I'm triggered. And I don't think they truly sort of understand what that actually means. Mm-hmm. They use it in a way... I, I, I think they use it in a way in which it makes sense for them and they've adopted that that term but it is quite a powerful um, sort of term and so is anxiety you know just there's a big difference between being sort of anxious or or actually being sort of slightly fearful or a bit nervous or shy or mm-hmm. um, you know we have to kind of remember the, these this is a clinical diagnosis um, anxiety so we would feel it over a period of time. But, um, yeah, I mean, I think it's definitely moving in the right direction. So, you know, I've just gone off on a whole... You've, you've opened the podcast and I've got an entirely <laughs> different tangent, which is... Uh, I'm, I'll bring no, it back, not I at all, but then that's relevant for people, isn't it? Like, there's yeah. just... That is exactly it. We hear this word, but it's so multidimensional and it's, like, bringing it back down to what, how people experience it, but also defining it and, mm. like, you know... Yeah, I know it's hard to, I suppose, give one definition, but yeah. how would you define it? Well, just to kind of say that anxiety is, is the most common mental health disorder. So, mm-hmm. um, hugely popular. I don't know if, if that's the, I don't think that's the right word, <laughs> but um, lots lots of people experience um, anxiety, and there's also been a real sharp rise in COVID as well. We've seen mm-hmm. a sharp rise in anxiety. Understandably, things are feeling kind of out of control. Um, but ultimately anxiety is our desire to survive that's that's what it's there for that's its function and its purpose it is a uh, it's the oldest kind of part of our brain the amygdala something that we share with reptiles and um, Mm -hmm. but what separates us is our ability to rationalize and to think and so anxiety really is um, uh, it's, it's partly it's become a bit redundant um, mm-hmm. in some ways in that we're not in a cave anymore with you know thank God um, <laughs> all these weird and wonderful creatures sort of coming around trying to eat us um, we've got slightly more safety within our lives while I say that but you know people still don't there's still 
you know, wars going on in the world and um, poverty. So, uh, yeah, there's uh, largely, I guess, there's there's some safety within um, within the world. So we get a lot of false positives from from anxiety, and that's what it what it really is. Is when we feel like we're in threat, and we feel like we're in danger, um, and um, it's our body's kind of response to that. And we have the the, the fight, flight, or freeze. Um, and just to say, if, if you are experiencing, if you are in a, a constant state of um, like fight, for example, it is absolutely exhausting. Mm-hmm. It's totally draining because our body, we're always in in a, in a state of activation. We're ready to go. And that is a massive energy drain and a drain on all of our resources because even then the slightest um, thing can happen within our life and we, we kind of almost overreact to, uh, to that one instance because we're ready, because our, we're, we're yes, <laughs> ready to pounce and ready to, to kind of respond. So um, yeah, it's 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 re- it can be really debilitating anxiety. Mm-hmm. Um, its impact is is massive. In it can it can sometimes stop us and prevent us from kind of doing things, and that's the the kind of the flight or the or the freeze. Um, or you know we kind of go the other way and it, the the fight mode, and we maybe slightly more aggressive, and um, it can really be very impactful on on uh, relationships. Um, but I guess the difference to kind of highlight um, sometimes again, it's like stress and anxiety can be used quite interchangeably. The difference is is that um, if, uh, for example, if I was stressed about finances. And um, I uh, won the lottery. My stress would disappear because the the stressor is gone. Therefore, my stress disappears. When we have chronic or uh, sort of anxiety or um, sort of a general anxiety disorder, the, the stimulus can disappear, but we can still have the anxiety. Um, it is it, it serves no function whatsoever. Um, anxiety disorders serve no function whereas you know if we feel a bit anxious about um a deadline a work deadline or an exam coming up it can help us low level anxiety is actually really really helpful and it's a good thing um but when it turns into a uh, a disorder and disordered anxiety it really yeah isn't helpful at all um and it's, it's like really debilitating debilitating that's the word doesn't it because i was going to say like when you talk about historically it's like the survival but now in this day and age there's so many more stressors around and it does end up triggering um we'll use that word again but <laughs> <laughs> but you know what i mean it's like the um, anxiety disorders are more diagnosed more frequently yeah um so can you share i'm gonna put you back on the spot now <laughs> okay can you have, what's kind of your experience or is there something that kind of makes you anxious well like I've, I have experienced anxiety like through different periods of life you know in different variant levels and I have been diagnosed with it before at some points um, but something you probably don't know about me even like little things and my friends if they hear this they'll know that's me in a nutshell whenever I go somewhere I need to know like where to park my car before (laughs) (laughs) and that sounds so silly but on a small scale to me it's something that can really induce this anxiety and it gives it space so I always to counteract that I make sure 
um, I find out beforehand, I know where I'm going, I know how to get there and it just brings that, it just takes out the equation. So even though it's a very small thing, it just wanted to highlight how that can be impactful for people. It's amazing, I, I, I share that same anxiety. Yeah, <laughs> I think lots of people do, yeah. <laughs> that's the thing. And what about you, like, is, would you say you've shared the car parking thing, but yeah, is yeah. there any other? Uh, yeah, I think yeah, it, it's useful you kind of, you've highlighted that spectrum of anxiety. It's, it's wide from being anxious about where we're going to park the car and I still struggle to go to like the Atlantis these days because I'm just like, I don't I have no idea what the parking situation is like or what happened. It's probably really simple. And when we face it, it, it changes, <laughs> yeah. but I've still avoided it. Anyway, to sort of, you know, that spectrum, and you go along that, the, the spectrum and it becomes um, sort of more impactful, I guess. I remember really distinctly my first uh, sort of debilitating experience of anxiety it was in uh, my third year at university. I've never been that kind of um, academically orientated. I think that's another word for a bit lazy, but um, <laughs> we'll call it academically orientated. Yeah. Um, I, I just never got on with school and I never, I just didn't enjoy it and um, I found it hard. And But sort of my third year at university, um, you know, I studied psychology at uh, a level I was doing a psychology degree I under had some awareness about what anxiety was and I went to the doctor because I, I kept being sick Gosh. and I couldn't eat and um, various other things going on and I was like god oh, there's, there's something going on yeah, I, I, I don't know what's going on with me and I went and spoke to the doctor and they're like Mark you're anxious and I was like I'm not <laughs> I'm not nope. no it's not it, this, is, this is you know this is not a physical manifestation and it's amazing now how many clients that we are that I see and we are the last sort of, sort of last stop of the train almost that I've explored everything else and I've been to various different doctors and had my stomach checked and looked over mm-hmm. and actually they've told me I'm anxious and I really relate to it because I was absolutely certain I wasn't feeling anxious mm-hmm. but absolutely I was and it, it, yeah it was it was horrible but I didn't want to accept the fact that it, it was a, a mental health issue I was absolutely convinced I had some form of physical underlying issue <laughs> that so I don't know some dormant something in my stomach that needed to come out yeah it yeah. was <laughs> yeah it, but it was it was horrible it was a, a mm. really really difficult time um but actually accepting it was was part of that challenge. And I'm sure, um, like yourself, you see clients that come in often and it will be a similar situation, like they don't expect it to be anxiety or different things. But why do we do that? Like, why do you think that is something that we do? I think it's, it's still that stigma piece. Yeah. We do anything but mental health, right? Mm-hmm. I, I, almost, our, yeah, anything but. And the more sort of accepting we become of it, uh, and then it's just what does it matter it doesn't matter whether I'm diagnosed with um, the flu or anxiety right they, mm-hmm. they're, they're treated the same they're seen in the same light I mean um, hopefully we wouldn't treat them in the same way but yeah there's, <laughs> um, they're seen in that same light that it's absolutely fine and acceptable to experience that mm-hmm. um, so I think that's probably what gets in the way for yeah. people 
And you know, I suppose thinking about like the spectrum we've just highlighted there, like from a really kind of smaller way, which is massive for some people like the parking, mm. to a diagnosis like you were talking about, what's a takeaway that someone listening can take away after this episode? Because there's bound to be people recognise themselves along the spectrum somewhere. Mm. So I think if we look at it from a CBT perspective, cognitive behavioural therapy, which is you know generally recommended for for um, anxiety. When we're doing CBT within therapy, we look at somebody's sort of thoughts and how they impact our our feelings, um, because that then impacts our behaviour. So, um, we something I would recommend sort of as the takeaway is to check in with your thoughts and weigh up the evidence for them. That's what we would be doing. You know, is this true? Is mm-hmm. because ultimately anxiety, as we said, is that desire to survive. So it's always going to be, it's, and it's very emotional. There's mm-hmm. no. There's no rational element to it. So what we're doing by checking for the evidence is we are then trying to access the prefrontal cortex or the rational element of our brain to challenge the anxiety and weigh up, um, weigh up the, the evidence. So that's what we, we yeah, that's the kind of the, the challenge for, uh, for people to do is to, okay, what's my thinking? And is it true? And if it's not mm-hmm. true, what does that mean? Or if it is true, then what does that mean too? Because mm-hmm. may- maybe it's totally, um, you know, it's it's totally valid. Um, but then it gives us that sense of perspective of okay, this is, you know, I'm thinking about it very, very anxiously, and maybe there is an alternative perspective. Nice. I think that's so useful because how often do we need to just get out of that spiral that's happening internally and just you know look at it for what it is so I think that's really useful and like always you can share messages with us DM or let us know if you've tried this takeaway we won't share your name but just it's interesting to hear that these are useful for you so let us know and our hashtag is say it out loud FSC just so we can file them all away <laughs> but thanks thanks so much for listening everyone we really appreciate your time if you want to get in touch with us, please feel free to reach out either via Instagram at the Free Spirit Collective or on our Facebook page, or check out our website at thefreespiritcollective.earth. From our Instagram and website, you'll find out our community events. So if you're in Dubai, it would be lovely for you to come and visit us at the centre on Happiness Street. <laughs>